All right. I want to personally thank all of those that, that practiced and got ready to sing tonight. And I want to thank you for coming tonight. One thing, I love these services. One thing that's super weird when, I, when we have these services is because of these lights, I can't see you. That's one of the reasons it's my favorite service of the year. So <clears throat> you say, well, Pastor, we can see you. It's not our favorite service of the year. So uh, you can get over it. We're going to look at, <clears throat> for sake of time, I don't want to be long, and I'm not going to be long. I want to share a, a brief thought with us. And we're going to share a thought from Acts chapter 16. Before we do that, we didn't really have announcements. There's only really two. We are on regular schedule this week, Thursday night Bible study at 7. And then next week is New Year's Eve. And so <clears throat> we have a special service schedule. No Sunday school in the morning. Service at 10 o'clock. We'll take a 15-minute break. And then we will have another brief service where we take the Lord's Supper together. And so do make note of that. As I mentioned this morning, everybody loves Christmas. We love everything about it. <coughs> People like their decorations. <coughs> People like, you know, uh, the only thing they don't like is the lions when they're out shopping. Uh, all the facts, all the things of Christmas that people enjoy. Family, time off, uh, just a joyful spirit, all those different things. Um, but of all the things, <coughs> one of the things people like the, the best is they like the Christmas music. There's just something different about Christmas music. And... It doesn't fit, those songs don't fit the middle of summer, right? And, um, and so, uh, you know, the, the, the age-old argument, like, when do you start listening to Christmas music? Uh, it seems that it's earlier and earlier. I don't think you ought to listen to it till December. That's your choice. It just kind of seems weird to me. But people love the songs of Christmas. And uh, music is very important, especially in the Christian life. Good Christian music is like that. It, it helps us to express the joy we ought to have in our hearts. That's why we sing. And that's why we, we have our songbooks. And that's why we sing during the service. We're singing praises to God. And hopefully that is something that's just an outflow of what is in our hearts. And I hope it's, I hope it's like that for you. But music is important. <clears throat> Say, what does Acts chapter 16 have to do with Christmas? I just want to share a brief thought with you today. Um, Paul and Silas are in the, we're in the area of Philippi. And they are there and they're, they're doing what they do. Paul is a missionary. He goes to different cities and preaches the gospel. And people would come to know the Lord and, and churches would be planted. And while he was there, he met a lady, a girl that was, uh, she was doing divination. In other words, she was really demonically, uh, demon-possessed. And it was saying things that people thought were the future. And so what happened is uh, there was someone there that was taking advantage of this and making money off of her. Well, she followed Paul around for a while, and Paul was grieved about it and finally rebuked the spirit. And the spirit left her. She was, she was made whole. Her life was changed. But the people that were using her for gainsaying, making money, were not happy. And so through a series of events, Paul and Silas end up in prison. Now, how do you think they reacted when they were there? How did they take it? If you have your Bible, if you can see it, if not, I'll, 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 I'll give you the key verse I want us to focus on. In Acts chapter 16 and verse 25, it says this. And at midnight, <coughs> Paul and Silas prayed. And sang praises unto God. And the prisoners heard them. 
Here they are in jail. And all they did was help a girl that had spiritual needs. And for that, they're placed in jail. Now you think they might be down. You think they might be depressed. But what are they doing at midnight? They are singing praises unto God. Now here's the point. It's very simple. I thought as I read this recently, you know, um, singing is more than just at Christmas. Because anybody can sing at Christmas time. Do you know people that aren't even Christians, they'll sing the Christmas hymns that we sing. And if you've ever looked in your hymn book and you've looked at those songs, those songs are very heavy with doctrine. They're very heavy with very, very Christian doctrinal overtones. And people will sit there that don't even know the Lord and sing these songs, not realizing they're singing something that has uh, biblical truth and biblical values built into it. But they like to sing at Christmas. Like I mentioned this morning, pretty soon the holidays will be over. It's January 2nd. You're going back to work. You're going back to whatever it is you want to call it, your regular life, and Christmas is over. The tree is thrown out, or if you got an artificial one, it's put in a box. The decorations are wrapped up, and they're stored in the garage or wherever you put them, and now it's over. But let me ask you this. Will you still sing? Will you still have a song of joy to the Lord in your heart all year wrong? Because let me just tell you this, anybody can sing at Christmas. I used to work, when I was in Bible college, I worked at Solo Cup. And we, there was a factory that makes a lot of the cups you use. And um, it was a 24-hour operation. It was four, three eight-hour shifts that just went around the clock. And so, you know... Um, so when you would take breaks, there was always somebody in the break room, and depending on where you worked, it was people were rotating in and out throughout the whole shift. And, and so I would be sitting in the break room, and there was this, there was this group of ladies that, that they always nitpick at each other. You would be sitting in this small break room, and they'd come in, and two of them would be talking, and you couldn't, hear but help, you couldn't help but hear them talking about another lady. And then one of them would get up and leave because her break was over and someone else had come in and now they're talking about the lady that just left. It was nothing but drama, this little group of ladies. And so I worked on the third shift. And so uh, we were the last shift before Christmas break. Our shift was 10 till six in the morning. And on that day, they would typically, it was just, <coughs> the last day was just basically a, a party. They'd have food and, and whatever in the break room, and you could go in there. <coughs> we did very little work. And typically, everything shut down around four, and you'd clean up, and you really ended up having an hour, an hour and a half just sitting there doing nothing. And I remember I was sitting in there in my area where I worked, and we had nothing to do. Work was done. We were just waiting for the clock, and we were just sitting down in our area, and I looked over in the one area where they used to do, they do the cup testing. And here were all these ladies, the same ladies that did nothing but nitpick at each other. And I'm sitting there, and they all started singing Christmas songs. And I thought, okay, this is a really weird group because that's not what they're doing towards each other the rest of the year. The rest of the year, they're not singing, they're chirping. And they're sitting there singing Christmas songs, and I'm thinking, 
to my, I thought to myself, I said, you know the joy that they have right now? I have all year long. I don't need a Christmas tree in my living room. I don't need <coughs> presents under the tree. I don't need pumpkin pie, although I, I like pumpkin pie. It's almost as good as pumpkin bread. I, I just said there's something magical. You put pumpkin and bread together, and it's, anyhow. I don't need that to have that joy. I have that joy all year long. And as we get into January, <clears throat> the songs that I listen to, they're going to change, but yet I still have that song in my heart, a song of joy to the Lord. Now let me ask you, what about you? Are you going to go back in January to your life and like, you know, this is done, it's all packed up. But let me give you a couple real thoughts in the last five minutes I have why we as Christians ought to be able to sing. You see, we shouldn't sing because it's Christmas. We ought to sing because we're Christians. I can give you a couple reasons. <clears throat> we ought to sing because of internal reasons. In verse 25, it says that at midnight, Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God. Where did that praise to God come from? Can I just tell you something? It didn't come from the prison cell. It didn't come from the circumstances that led them to the prison cell. It didn't come from any of that. That was something that they had to have inside of them, and it was so strong inside of them, it couldn't help but find its way out. You know, maybe one reason you struggle to sing the rest of the year is because you're struggling internally. Maybe that relationship that God wants to have with you isn't as strong as it should be. It ought to be. By the way, we shouldn't in January turn away from Christmas songs to come some of the secular nonsense that's going on in this world. Where the joy they're expressing is based on the situations of life. Can I just tell you something? If our song is based on that, then guess what? We're not going to sing very often. It's got to be here. <clears throat> and it's got to be because of what's going on in my life, but because of what God is doing inside of me. It ought to sing for internal reasons. <clears throat> We ought to also sing despite external reasons. There's all kinds of reasons to keep us from singing. There's a verse in Psalms <coughs> when the Israelites were taken captive in the Old Testament and they were taken into Babylon. Their country was destroyed. They were taken really as captives into a foreign country by, by, by the Babylonians who, who destroyed them. And they're, they're like, hey, sing us one. And the, the captors told them, hey, sing us one of the songs of Zion. And there's a verse in Psalms that's, that they said, how can we sing the Lord's song in a strange land? Well, you know why they said that? Because they didn't have that. They, they were thinking of the external, all that was going on around them. That, by the way, was a result of the fact they didn't have the internal. And they said, the, the circumstances surrounding us are keeping us from singing, not for Paul and Silas. You see, be, for, because if you understand God and who he is and what he's doing and what he wants to do in your life, you cannot help but sing even when times are hard. Even when things aren't going the way that maybe you want them to. And so we sing for internal reasons, but we also sing for external reasons. But you know, we also <coughs> sing <coughs> for eternal reasons. 
And at, at, at midnight, Paul <coughs> and Silas prayed and sang. What is prayer? Prayer is an expression of a belief in eternity. Prayer is an expression of a belief in an eternal God. A God who, despite what's going on in our life, is in control. A God who, in spite of negative circumstances we might be uh, experiencing, eternity is still there. We understand that God is still in control. We understand that, that it is God who is everything in our life. So we can still sing. The problem is our eyes far too often get taken off of the, the, the eternity and we're, just, we're focusing on what's happening right now, the, etern the external, the temporal. We don't see it. Don't let anything keep you from seeing God or else you're going to lose your song. And then lastly, <coughs> we ought to sing for testimony reason. And at midnight... Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. Could you imagine what the prisoners thought? I mean, it's midnight, right? Most people are asleep at midnight, especially when you don't have much to do. And could you imagine, like, what are these guys doing? There's, why aren't they going to bed? What in the world are they happy about? And it perplexed them. Do you understand when we have a good spirit, that is a testimony to this world that God is real. And by the way, if we don't have a good testimony, that might tell the world that, <coughs> do we really believe what we say about God? <coughs> I worked at a place, <coughs> a trucking company, and uh, I, I was working on the loading dock and they promoted me to the office. <coughs> and there was a guy there, <coughs> He, was a, he wasn't a very happy kind of guy. You ever meet some, some guys, it's like, they're just not happy. I mean, whenever you had to t deal with him or work with him, you, you walked on eggshells. You know what I'm talking about? Like, no matter what you said, it was twisted, and he had a bad spirit, and just, you know, ugh, all that stuff. And so, you know, <coughs> it's just how he was. I remember one time I went into the office where he was, <coughs> and it was just me and him, and, and he came up to me. And he's like, have you ever heard of the Book of Mormon? I'm like, yeah, actually I have. I'm a Christian. He was going to try to witness to me as a Mormon. And I talked to him because I know what they believe. But here's the point I thought. I thought, man, if I didn't know anything about Mormonism, I wouldn't want to have anything to do with it based on your spirit. And I wasn't trying to be me. I didn't tell him that. But I'm thinking if that's what Mormon, Mormonism does for you, I don't want to have anything to do with it. And let me just say this. I have to be fair about it, right? I've met Christians like that. It's like, <clears throat> you know, I almost feel like saying sometime, hey, hey, brother, did you forget God is in control? Did you forget that Jesus still loves you? And so, for testimony's sake, what does your life say? Here's the point. We're done. You know, we don't have to just sing because of why we sing, the joy and all that stuff, because it's Christmas. Do you know you can have that all year long? You can be just excited about life in January as you were in December. You can be just as excited about it in July, or you just pick a month. Because it's what's going on in here because of the Lord. And I just want to admonish you today.
as we'll leave in two minutes or so. Let that joy come from God and not from what's going on around us. Because if it's dependent on what's going on around us, we're going to be happy sometimes. And we're going to be unhappy sometimes. But if our joy is rooted in our relationship with God, that never changes. Despite everything going on around us, that stays static. That stays straight. And so I, I, I encourage you, go spend time with family tonight, tomorrow. Have a great time. But when Christmas ends and the calendar flips to a new year, let's have the joy of the Lord in our heart all year long. Let's bow our head and close eyes just for a minute. I hope you have that joy. <coughs> Let's stand together. We're going to pray, and then we'll be dismissed. But I just want you to just think about that. The songs, the joy, the spirit, everything you like about this time of year is really how life ought to be all the time. You say, Pastor, that's not happening in my life. I said it this morning. I heard a, a, someone say, it's not original with me. A lack of joy in our life might be a sign from God that there's something in our life we need to fix. We need to tweak. We need to change. And I hope that you have that joy all year long. Let's pray. Father, we do thank you for loving us. <clears throat> I'm thankful for those that were here. Thank you for the wonderful songs that we heard and all the effort that was put in, the songs that we sang and the time we can be together, Lord, for that we're grateful. We're grateful for your son who came to this earth to die for our sins. And Lord, I pray as we go our way, you would keep us safe, give us a great time with our families. But more than that, Lord, may we live in 2024 with your joy, with your presence alive in our hearts and in our lives. Bless us now as we go our way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.